Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out I'm so addicted to the hummus that Trader Joe has and like not even just, just one. Trader Joe, <laughs> just Trader Joe, not Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. J- La- last week it was it was Moranga Casino. Mr. Joe Trader. And, I didn't say casino. Okay. Yes, you did. Moranga <laughs> Casino Resort and Spa. <laughs> anyway, Trader Joe's. I Thank guess you. Trader Thank Joe you owns correct. the hummus. So we got to do a possessive. Apostrophe, yes. <laughs> My mom was an English teacher, sorry. So, <laughs> so the, the Mediterranean, the, the three different kinds in one, and the regular, all three okay. of them. Okay. Wait, are you talking about the, the Mediterranean, like the, the party pack? Do you know no, I'm no, I'm just talking about? about the like tub of hummus. It's just like covered with oil. Okay, that's, bo- that's boring, Josh. Ugh, have, you seen, so have you seen the Mediterranean <laughs> trio thing? Is it in three different packets? No, it's like no, it's got every single type of dip you could imagine. In the in the pandemic, we ate so much of it that and ate it at the park that finally we're like, I think I can never see this again. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then and then we were back at it like two months later. Is one of the layers orange in that one? Yes. Okay. Orange. Yeah, we, yes. That. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Or is it like turmeric? I don't know. That's that's more yellow. You said that. Yeah. No, but it yes, is. That's the three layer. I get that too. That's probably my least favorite, but it's still excellent. And what you do is they have a white and blue bag of tortilla chips that have like a little bit of lime zest in them. And they are the best tortilla chips. We go through two bag, two or three bags of those a week. Better than Santina's? It's, Santina's is only Ooh. good for Rotel. <laughs> that salty cheese. Yeah, it's just good for a Rotel. I have a Rotel story. Yeah, go ahead. I tried to send my best friend who <laughs> recently moved to Burlington, Vermont, <laughs> a Mother's Day gift. Uh, she is pregnant, and I was trying to send her Velveeta and Rotel <laughs> in an Instacart, and it said they had it, and and the Instacart person delivered Velveeta shells and cheese and some salsa. Oh my god! And it's like it's like come on, bitches! Like that's what they call Rotel in Vermont. It's I mean, salsa I guess mixed you could, with yeah, like a chili mac. Like a chili mac. Um, yeah. Now, Jennifer, let me ask you a question. Since you're also from the South, did you ever eat Rotel chicken spaghetti? Oh. Absolutely, with with Doritos sprinkled on the top, little crumbles. I, yeah, I didn't like that, but I'm talking about just spaghetti with shredded chicken and then just ro- tossed in Rotel. Yes, ah. but with crumbled Doritos on the top, <laughs> Neil is looking visibly disgusted. No, I'm not disgusted. <laughs> um, I've, I've, you look like your stomach turned a thousand times. Or you're just curious how that might work. Or you just got constipated thinking about it. No, I've had many days of Rotel with you watching football and pounding like a half a tub of Velveeta. But growing <laughs> up, 
We ate Velveeta and Hormel chili, not the tomato. So it was even more disgusting. With and then you yeah. you dip the Fritos in it. We'd play Monopoly and just eat chili, cheese, and Fritos for hours. Oh, well, it's just that's an angry constipation <laughs> playing Monopoly. Well, <laughs> going back to to Fritos for a second though, Trader Joe's has a bag of. <laughs> I mean, they're like gluten-free Fritos. I don't know, but they are, are they delicious. Good? They are so Ooh. good. And Wait, but isn't, aren't Fritos bag. already gluten-free because they're made from corn? I have no idea what gluten is, so. It's not in corn. Yeah, okay. it's not in corn. But they might add gluten to them. I don't know. Maybe it's dairy-free. <laughs> Glute, or gluten-free like... rice, guys? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, um, once again, we are joined by our old friend who's young. Our okay, young, you. old, old friend. young friend. Our young friend who we've known for many years. A very uh, long time. We won't say how many years. Because yeah. <laughs> we're so young. Yes, yes. Miss Jennifer Jones. Jennifer, welcome back for Thank week you. two. Thank you for having me. Well, I skipped something in the, in, the, in the first week, which we usually do, which is a habit of asking you about your musical tastes. So the millions of fans that listen every week. Uh, can know who they're who they're hearing right now. So, give us a few bands that you love. Gosh, I grew up listening to a a lot of soul. Okay, good answer. I, I, it, oh gosh, and way too much Steely Dan. Okay, because of my dad's sensibilities. But I always, I mean. We were just at Trader Joe's dancing in the aisles, and I was like, my favorite singer is still Steve Winwood. I ah, can't. It was it. finer things in the aisle. Um, but no, I. Uh, if I have to tell you who I who's like my go-to if I'm if I'm having a day and I want to listen to something, I always listen to Jewel. Ah, Jewel. Took a left turn Jewel. There. What was her song? Uh, Come to my wind? No, that's Melissa, Melissa Etheridge. Oh, my um, God. That, oh, my, that's so devastating for me as somebody whose <laughs> every password is Jewel in a number. Oh, um, <laughs> but what's the famous song that she became popular for? Hands, maybe? There's the a few. The one that everyone knows. The one that ever that like, the was one, the first one that was like, Foolish oh, Games. You, you, you were gotta, meant for me. You were meant yeah, for me. That's yeah. the one. Yes. Intuition, <laughs> you know, like the razor what's, that I still use. Jen, what's, what's the first line of uh, that Jewel song? Which one? You were meant for me. A quarter to two. A da da do. If I could tell the world just one thing, it would be we're all okay. If I could tell the world just one. Not to worry, because worry is wasteful and useless in times like these. <laughs> Well, okay, so saying that, uh, second question, what, give us like one or two of your favorite shows that you've ever been to. Oh, gosh. Ooh, can I also say the worst show I've ever been to? Absol- absolutely. Oh, my, okay, for the last show we went to, John and I went to, <laughs> went to the Monkees mm. at the Greek. Wow. Are any of them still alive? Or was this just? We a- went to. Mike last show. Oh, wow. He was a corpse on stage, was just like, it It almost seemed sad. It was like, who is somebody, who are these people that are pushing him on stage to like fill their pockets? <laughs> so so are you saying that he was already on the last train to Larksdale? <laughs> ah! 
Thank you. Thank you. Bazinga. I'll be here all night. Oh, oh, he was way past Clarksdale. Um, He missed a stop. He really did. He really did. And what was crazy was they don't own the rights to any of their songs. Mm. They didn't write any of them. So, so... (laughs) You think you're no going shit. into the Monkees concert and like me and John bought a bottle of wine and we we're like super excited. And John was like helping all these boomers get up the stairs and shit. Like, <laughs> like he worked at the Greek theater. It was insane. But we're sitting there and we're like, we're realizing I have not known a single song. Like, hey, hey, we're the Monkees. Daydream believer? Nope. No? No, come. Nope. You, you should get your money back. People were like, and I could fly beneath the wings. Just kidding. We were doing that. <laughs> they sang one known song. Okay. Wh- wh- which one? Linda Ronstadt, Beat of a Different Drum. Really? Is that what were the song's they, called? Here I am, yeah. marching yeah. to the beat of a different drum. Is that, yeah. that one? Because, because Mike Nesmith wrote that before he was a monkey. So he owns that song? <laughs> and so everything else made no sense. It's like, okay, wow. we're going to sing something from our Christmas album. Exactly. <laughs> now, okay, well, give us one good show. Okay. 2002, I saw Paul McCartney Ooh, nice. at Madison Square Gardens, like a, a year after 9-11, with my whole family. And I think I was seven. I'm not supposed to say how old I was. <laughs> I was That's 17. Fine. And um, so you were born in 1985. <laughs> um, and and my dad and I did not sit down the whole time. Nice. And it was so fun. And my brother, I remember my brother going, "What's that smell?" And my mom was like, "Marijuana." <laughs> and <laughs> it was so much fun. He sang. He he opened with "Hello Goodbye." Nice. And he played every instrument. He was just rotating instruments because he can play everything. Yeah. He played the ukulele, and he said, George Harrison taught me the ukulele, and I now play that and because I thought, what a cute little instrument. That seems like something fun. Haven't you, didn't you see him at, like, a restaurant or something years ago that you worked in? Yes. I was a waitress at a trendy West Hollywood restaurant. Was it vegan? It was a vegan Gluten-free. Mexican restaurant that is associated with Landmark Forum, which is oh a trendy cult here oh in God. L.A. Happiness and gratitude? Yeah, uh. is a warm gun. Um, <laughs> and so he came in with his wife, Nancy, um, who is so beautiful and lovely <laughs> that I think I'm in love with her also. <laughs> And he ordered a margarita, and he said, can I have a little, like, orange juice on top of it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He was that British, too. That's hilarious. And he was so adorable, and I said, like, I don't want to say this to you, but I want to say this to you, because I'm never going to get another opportunity, <laughs> that... Um, I went to your concert at Madison Square Gardens with my whole family, and it was the best concert I ever saw, and you had three encores. And he looked at me, and he was totally sincere and sweet, and he goes, rock and roll! Nice. like, yes. Thank you for making my night. Well, that's hilarious. And as as Jennifer mentioned, she is an actress and comedian, and her 
handle, you can find her on the socials at, what's your handle, Jen? Jen Jones on the microphones. Yeah. Jen with two N's, because I'm a douchebag. <laughs> and also. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and that's what was available. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, you are listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And uh, this week, we are discussing the song Inside Out by Spoon, released on their 2014 album, They Want My Soul, written by Britt Daniel and produced by Spoon and Dave Fridman and released on Loma Vista and Anti. Time's gone inside out. I first heard Spoon on an Austin City Limits in like, I don't know, it was probably 2002, 2003 because I was in Mississippi from college. And it actually may have been 2006 when I'd moved back to Mississippi. And anyway, I thought, hey, this is kind of a weird band with a good sound. I should look into them. And I, I never did. And then like I heard, then they came out with that like, you know, I, I cut my camera on that song. But it sounds so similar to a Scissor Sister song that, that came out around the same time. I just always thought it was a Scissor Sister song. Um, I didn't know it was a Spoon song. But then they released Ga 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 Ga. I got into that album. And ever since that album, I get their albums. I dive in a lot. And when they came out with this one, it's not my favorite album. But the vibe of the album is a little different than what they were doing before. And... It has three really great songs on it. This, Do You, and Knock, Knock, Knock. And just the vibe and the beat and the vocal effect that he has on here. I love all of them. And it's all it's it's weird because it's a different vibe for them, but it's still quintessentially Spoon. The production has something to do with that and is probably the high point of the song. This song would fit on like a Tame Impala album or an LCD Sound System album. and But, you know, it just has a little more attitude about it because Britt Daniels, a fucking man. Or the man. I was trying to figure out if I had I had heard this song before. My opinion with Spoon, I like I like Spoon, but if it ain't Cherry Bomb, then it ain't it ain't it. You know what I mean? Like that song is just oops. It I got so high up I ruined the microphone. It. It is such a, it is one of my favorite songs. It's great. That's um, a great song. So, so this song was chill. I, the first thing I thought uh, when I listened to it was that I don't smoke enough weed to appreciate <laughs> <And laughs> it. That's then, fair. And then also after Josh and I's talk just now, he doesn't smoke enough weed to appreciate it either. <laughs> um, but no, it's cool. Is Are they playing a harp? Yeah. What is that instrument yeah. in the middle? Is that a harp? Yeah. One of that them. That was cool. There's a lot of weird shit going on. I, I think that's just yeah. a synth, man. I don't... A synth? Well, it's a harp. It's just... Well, yeah, you never know. Yeah, it's I a don't harp know. sound. On, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're playing an actual harp, but they're making... Uh, they're trying to recreate it. Yes, and they do. It I mean, might be a harp. Well, I was trying to think, because they've been around a long time, I was like, have I seen them live? Because I went through a music festival phase, and I was like... Did I see them at Memphis in May? Um, which don't uh, knock it. Memphis I've in been. May. You have? What year did you go? What if we went the same year? Oh, my God. I don't even want to tell you. I, I've been a couple times, but the one that I can remember, uh, the Almond Brothers and Creed were the Well, Lord the Jesus, headliners. that is. Wow. Um, That's a good bill. 
and Percy Sl- and Percy Slade. Can you concert. take me higher? <laughs> so I was twelve. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I I for some reason was like I think I saw them at Memphis in May, so I was looking at the lineups that I had been to, and the lineup that I thought it was was like the Killers and Jack Johnson and Nelly. <laughs> But it wasn't. They weren't there. This veers into killers territory a little bit. I can, you know. Don't. Oh my god, I love the killers. (laughs) Stop talking about other bands. Cherry Cherry Bomb. Well, Cherry Bomb. That song is similar to Killers. Yes. Yeah. Vibe like how they're really hype and it makes you want to just dance around in the kitchen. You know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But this song makes you want to get high, but you don't get high. So. Yeah. Okay, mm. okay. I, I dig that. Well, I love Spoon. I'm seeing them at the Palladium two weeks from tonight, and I can't wait. And Damn. I must say, if uh, if you would add, if I was a guest and you asked me the, the album I'd put on in a car, it'd probably be this one, because I think it's very oh, nice. unique and cool. How dare you choose a Spoon song without guitar in it? <laughs> John. <laughs> uh, no, no. But no, yeah. I, I, uh, I love this album. This is not my favorite, but I, I do love it. I... I I kind of go to Spoon for more of the rock and roll, the guitars, the kind of the edgy stuff. But as I dived into this song, I did realize I see the light and appreciate the beauty of like, it's a masterpiece. Since I understood the lyrics and like the whole love gravity thing. Yeah, it's it's one of their more kind of pretty polished songs. Like you said, Josh, it was a new, I almost feel like this song signified a kind of a new sound for them because it goes right from Ren I Pay, which is very guitar heavy, like classic yeah. rock. This vibe, it, it is pretty, but it still has a lot of balls with like the, the way they did the uh, the drums and the bass kind of just hits you right in the face. Like it, it's, it starts out, it's almost 30 seconds of just this. It does hit you in the face, like, like you said, but man, it's the melody, the melodic flow of that bass is um, yeah, fantastic. Love it. Yeah. The thing is, I would say, and to, just to your point about Cherry Bomb, Jennifer, because Guy is my favorite album, Cherry Bomb and like The Underdog and, and some other songs oh, yeah. on that album are just fantastic. Da-da, but this da-da, this da-da. maintains that kind of percussive thing that they do. It's, it doesn't sacrifice that element of it while creating kind of a different vibe for the band. And that's why I, I love the song. And, and you know what, Neil? I didn't even think about the no guitars until I just listened to it a bunch this week. And, you know, it's really just keys heavy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's Well, it's bass and drums. I mean, the keys are like well, yeah. peppering in, but it's, it's really being carried by the bass and drums. Well, yes, the drums is kind of the key part because it's just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. He said, which Spoon is, I guess we, we can get to this already. Britt Daniel is vocals, guitar, and and on the song, maybe he plays some of the keys. I don't know. Jim Eno is drums. Those are the two guys who founded Spoon, like back in like 1996 or 97. Um, you have Rob Pope on bass. Alex Fischel is the one playing all the keyboard solos, and Eric Harvey is also a multi instrumentalist in this band. But Eno was saying that. So the original version of the song, you can hear. Mm-hmm. He, it's just him on a piano, right? And he's just playing. It's kind of like a sad little song. He's playing on a piano. And then he sent it to Eno, and Eno's like, yeah, you know, Britt will kind of have an idea, and he'll send it to him. He's like, yeah, let's try to do something like U2 with this, or let's do something Pearl Jam, or whatever. And he was like, you know what? Let's try to do something uh, Dr. Dre 
2001 yeah. with this. That, uh, that bass and drum, the electronic drums that come in. And I think the bass playing, how it's rock and roll. It's not like, you know, hip hop bass playing, but the way he's playing it with like, it's like funky, the bass. If you took yeah. out all the stuff around it, the bass and drums are funky as shit. Well, it's also, you never think about that song, 2001, the intro is is pretty jammy. I mean, you know, you know what song we're talking about, Jen, right? Dun, 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 dun. That one? Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is the album that got stuck in my car. Oh, yeah, that's right. But do, do you hear the similarity in the, in the beginning, just basically in how they're jamming it out? I read that theory and <laughs> did strongly not, disagreed. Did not hear it nor agree. You read it and you're like, oh fuck you. Yeah, I read it and I was like, Britney, come on. Britney. <laughs> it wasn't Britney Spears. It was like some it was some girl's name that was the author of the article. I didn't Of the piece. Well no, the actual drummer the said that. The the people who wrote the song oh, said Oh, his name's Brent. Yeah. His name is Britt, yes. His name well, is Britt Well, I gave him a, a knee there. A knee in the balls for comparing his <laughs> songs to How dare you! <laughs> well, he the drummer also said that he drew um, some of the, the snare from a Marvin Gaye kind of vibe, which is also Marvin Gaye has kind of the jammy feel. You can kind of hear that and hear a little bit. Not saying it sounds just like it, but just kind of the way he would structure some of his songs around a real chill laid back kind of beat mm -hmm. that is the same throughout the song doesn't change at all and then you kind of build some ambiance around yeah it. i like how in the beginning too you can hear there's actually a set being played before the bass and drums drop in you know what i mean mm. so one yeah. thing about this song i love that it takes its time it's not in a hurry it's not chasing like some of the other songs like they're they're just letting it vibe letting it ride they're, they're chilling out max relaxing all cool Jennifer, what is your favorite part about the song? I don't know. I, I liked when the whole harp started. That was that was cool. I, it was unexpected. The tinkling. It's I, I like to say tinkling. <laughs> the tink. Oh, oh my god. Tickling the harp, harp ivories. <laughs> you are tinkling. such a mama's boy. Tinkling. It was a little tinkle. For this song, you could use any iteration: tinkle, twinkle, tickle, <laughs> little star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it's very spacey as well, so that that would work. You know, it. You're not allowed to talk about other bands, but um, it it <laughs> did kind of. I had a poster of Brandon Boyd above my bed when I was in high school. Who um, was that? Who's that? Incubus. Oh boy. Oh god, I never, never. Heard. No. I don't know if I've ever heard an Incubus song. It. I. Oh. I, well, then, or if I have, I completely. I've immediately. Oh my god, it. Josh, really? And you like this song? Okay. I'm. I'm with so Josh. Like, I don't know Incubus either. Really? No. Okay. This reminds me of a lot of Incubus songs, huh. actually. Cool. Okay. And and this like reminds me of my dad because my dad is currently watching all of Game of Thrones. <laughs> he had never seen Game of Thrones, and he'd watched The Viking on TBS History and, like, Channel. Oh, History Vikings. Channel. My yeah. dad had watched every off-brand like <laughs> Fantasy. Game of Thrones that came out trying to be Game of Thrones. And he goes, man, I can't believe how, I mean, this is the mecca <laughs> of these types of shows. Like, I can't stop watching it. That's amazing. Um, and he's so, so excited. 
And I was like, Dad, why didn't you just watch Game of Thrones this whole time? And he goes, I thought it was a game. <laughs> like, he thought that we, every Sunday, were watching, we were a just video play, game? we were playing a video game, is what he now, said. I like thought you were talk. about to say, I thought you were about to tie the story back into the song by saying, Incubus is the mecca of this sound. It is. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Thank God you're here, Josh. Incubus. Incubus created this fucking sound. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Aqueous Transmission. I might not be saying that right, but it reminds me a lot of this song. Aquarius Transmission? Aquar- is it Aquarius? or Aqu- <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Aquatic Josh, Transmission. Josh knows a lot about the Zodiac. He's like, I can tell you're an Aquarius. We've been living in Los Angeles too long. I, I am an Aquarius, by the way. Um, that yeah. tracks. So the song is produced by Spoon. They co-produced it with with uh, the with a guy named David Fridman, who was first time working with them. And he he specific, there was another producer who worked on this album, but specifically this song was them and David Fridman, who worked with um, on a lot of the Flaming Lips stuff. And uh, MGMT's Oracular Spectacular Ooh. album, done Slater Kenny, Lord Huron, a bunch of bunch of bands in the last, in the 20th century. So you know he he's a well known producer and he, he's all over this. I mean, I again I love Spoon, but I think the the combination of, of them and this guy really uh, created something special. And I think that's the the pinnacle of this song because like music musically, I mean, like you said, Neil, the drums and the bass are very good and like. You know the keys sound nice, but they're not doing anything spectacular. It's it's soloing a lot. They're taking their time. the The lyric is is good, and it's like borderline profound, but mm-hmm. it's also like kind of on the border of rock and roll lyrics and profound. And his voice is 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 good, but you know it's not like special special. I think the production in the song is is fucking special. Like in the combination of everything, how it's mixed. And I love the, there's occasionally like this kind of almost vacuum where the beat is sucked and everything stops real quick, Mm -hmm. which I don't, I can't recall any other song I've heard that in, but it sounds really nice. Like it almost breaks up the beat a little bit, but it doesn't. I mean, it's right in time. And in line with that is my favorite part because that happens, that vacuum, the last three lines, right before he says the last three lines, it's like... I don't got time for holy rollers. He, it really yeah. pronounces that. And just those lines, I don't make time for holy rollers. There's only you I need. They do not make me complete. That really says the whole song. I don't need a higher power. I have you. You know what I mean? It's And then from there, it just goes into another minute and a half of just the vibe, which is really cool. It's kind of just the peak of the song for me. You can, but I, you know, reading about it a little bit, that this was their first album after a four-year break where they all did solo stuff. And so the line, like my favorite line is probably, though they may wash my feet, they do not make me complete. It's almost like he's had time to think about the adoration of his fans and that still mm-hmm, doesn't fill mm-hmm. the hole. And that's what he's been thinking about. And that's kind of what he wrote the song about. It's contemplative. It's kind of melancholic, but he's also having a little bit of fun with it. You know, I ain't got time for Holy Rollers and stuff like that. So the, the lyric is good. I mean, I don't think it's... Yeah, like, well, next level. And even what I was talking about was just the delivery of that line, just with your vacuum yeah. comment. And I, I do think he was having fun. I think it's just fun to sing Holy Rollers, probably. <laughs> yeah. Holy Rollers. Before this week, I really didn't know what the hell he was talking about. 
But then when I dove in, I, I like I kind of after reading them and listening to me, listening to it, I was like, damn, this is really good. Like I went from what mm-hmm. the hell is he talking about to holy shit, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> I think I think Jennifer I think Neil was getting high when he was listening to the song this mm, week. Definitely. He was like, "Holy uh, <laughs> roller shit!" Hey, but, I listen but they both do ways. <laughs> both sides of my ear. Yeah, <laughs> but they did the lyric and the vibe that they create around this is like it creates this kind of spacey, trippy atmosphere to like think about time man, and like meaning and all that well, bullshit. That I'll that, give you I'll give you one for uh, I was stoned when I listened to it and I came up with this like. There's that sound that whoosh, whoosh, like the whole song yeah, long. And that's it was, the vacuum. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that reminded me of like some kind of like door. Or it sounds like almost like science fiction. And then I pictured like it being like subway cars going by really fast, like life just yeah. like, and the consequence of time and gravity and all that, you know, so oh, I was yeah, definitely cool. good and high for that. A, a meteor flowing by. But it Earth. does. Also, uh, it now, J- Jennifer, let me ask you a question. What do you think about the the voice in this song? I liked it, and I, I don't know. I I wanted more from it. I don't know what I wanted. I don't know how to articulate it. There's more effects on his voice than usual, and I mean, I think you kind of have to with what's mm-hmm. going on musically. But usually, there's a lot. There's a lot of grit and like rawness in his voice. Like he, he always sounds a little hoarse when he's singing. Yeah, which is but great. do it, but doing it without sounding like he's straining. It's that's just what his voice sounds like. So, mm-hmm. and I think some of that edge is removed in this, but not all of it. Yeah, I, like it. It seemed too refined or something. Like I, I wanted him to sound tortured by, because because when I read, I by was like. Time. Yeah, when I heard the song and I was like, okay, cool, like whatever. And then I and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, he's talking about an existential crisis. Like I didn't feel moved in that direction. Like, yeah, um, I think yeah. I think take take two could have been like. You you want to feel that threat that I do. I yeah, yeah. you know, like like mm-hmm. a gospel song or like something that. Like I want to feel well, someone's pain. It's almost like he was realizing something. It's not a. It wasn't an existential threat. It was more of an existential awakening. It's almost <laughs> like he. You're saying he. It's almost like he got stoned and was like, and, bro, yeah, times turned <laughs> inside out, man. <laughs> the oh gravity, the intense gravity. Um, Do you guys think that maybe everything's connected and there's a harp somewhere here? <laughs> hey, holy rollers, get the fuck out of here. But I must disagree. Like, this song still has a lot of grit. I mean, you're not going to take the grit out of Brit. Um, you can't. But Ooh, Johnny <laughs> Ramen over there. Who but, has a bumper sticker? We can write that on. But even the first line, times, like, he, he hammers that first time. You're right. You can't remove all the grip but they do clean up his vocal a little bit in this song yeah, it's, more so yeah, than they it's do polished in you know the melody is really pretty as well even mm-hmm. though it's just a one one four five chord progression it's very simple and I think it probably needs to be simple for what they're doing around it I mean I, I assume having a simple chord structure allows you to to really play around with, you know, the ambiance, the dreamscape, ambiance, the dreamscape. Exactly. We haven't. We the haven't. The dream sequence. <laughs> it's usually it's usually a ballet in theater. Yeah. The, There's always 
in in old theater or musicals, there's always a dream sequence, mm, mm-hmm. and it's ah. always a ballet in the middle that puts all the grandmas to sleep. <laughs> so then they can do the nudity afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> They can shuck uh, corn, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Did any of you watch the music video? Yeah, it's brilliant. Because it's exceptionally spacey and, like, very trippy. Like, it takes the trippy-ass element of the song and really takes it into, like, a... Yeah. Makes sense he's from Austin, because it's... What's the... um. The guy who did da- Linklighter, the guy who did Days and Confused is from Austin, and he had that movie where it's, like, animation. Hmm. Um, fuck. Uh, In- Inside Out, the movie... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god sorry no what no i love uh, that movie more than the song oh <laughs> shots fired okay pew, speaking pew, of uh pew, pew. <laughs> speaking of pew pew uh i think it's time we vibe jennifer do you have another vibe for this week are you ready to cue cue the vibe and, and... a vibe of, of this song Whatever, whatever sound you want to make, whatever vibe you want to give us this week. Take us into the vibe sequence. Cue the music in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Rotel. <laughs> this is like uh, trying to release the Rotel. <laughs> <laughs> this is my song. So I, I want to hear this floating on a raft in a pool or on a river. And like the sun's out, maybe it's from clouds in the sky, and I am just staring up and zoning out. I can be high or I don't have to be high. Either way, that's when I want to hear the song. That's the perfect time for me to hear the song. Jennifer, what about you? I've never done acid, <laughs> but I want to. You know what I mean? Like that's there's the threat. That's on my list of things to do. I didn't start yeah. doing any drugs until I was like well into my 30s so nice i got some i I got some drug things to do but i think that this is a good (laughs) song if you need to chill or you know if you want to set your your spotify playlist during a party to something that you know will be reliable in the background That's, I don't know. That's a compliment. There you go. You'd be like, there "Hey, I'm Jen." I like it. Um, you were su- you were searching the there, and you found it. I like it. Mm-hmm. T- time time came inside out for you right there, mm-hmm. uh, Neil. Neil, what what about you, man? Um, well, it's a shitty answer, but any time, and that is because I love this album so much. I bought the vinyl the day it came out. <laughs> Josh, you and I saw them at this tour at the cemetery which was a oh, brilliant yeah. night. Right. Um, that was awesome. And Wait, really? I, re- I remember yeah. um, kind of a couple days before that show, I was drinking at my house listening to this. It just came out. And I called you and I was like, dude, this Spoon album is so good. I was just going on and on. You're like, dude, fucking easy, man. <laughs> easy. <laughs> Calm down. Calm it down. Is. I listened to it today. There's like, there's three great songs. There's, mm. which is Knock, 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 Do You, and this song. And then like... Well, Rent I Pay and New York Kiss are pretty are yeah. pretty good. And the rest of it's kind of like They Want My Soul is okay. The rest of it's kind of yeah. I Rent I Pay is my favorite song in this album. It's very simple, but really? it's uh, great. And I do love. I would go Rent I Pay, New York Kiss, then maybe maybe even uh, Rainy Taxi. I do like Rainy Taxi. I did oh, listen to that as well. Sweet, excellent. Well, well, because speaking it came of a- on after. <laughs> Speaking of uh, being in a taxi in the rain, why don't we uh, 
slide under the influence and talk about the influences of this song. Neil, why don't you get started? Well, um, it definitely sounds a lot like the Flaming Lips. I didn't know that, uh, what'd you say, the producer was... Yeah. yeah. So that I mean he did Yoshimi he did Yoshimi. Yeah. So we, we've actually we we this is another this is our second time to do this guy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um and as far as the song is concerned, it's tough. It's a very unique song. I mean it, it kind of the only thing it sounds like is like yoga studio music, you know, some Enya or something like that. That's the only thing it reminds me of. <laughs> but Cigarose. No. Is that how you say that? Cigarose. Yeah. What'd you say? Cigaros? Okay. I have no. I've never known. <laughs> but um, it's sugar cirrhosis of the Sh- liver. Sugar Rose. I thought it was Sugar Ray's brother, Sugar Rose. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I'm oh sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but this band in general has always reminded me. I've always, for some reason, the way he sings and the way they write their melodies, I feel like they sound kind of like Billy Joel. This song is not one of them. Okay. And then. You mentioned it before. You thought "Turn Camera On" was "Turn My Camera On" was who? The Scissor Sisters. Well, the Scissor Sisters have a song that sounds just like that I thought like it was song. Beck. I, <laughs> uh. So yeah, other than that, I don't have much. And all I'm all I'll say after that is, if you do like this song, listen to a song off their album "Give Me Fiction: Beast and the Dragon Adored," which is my my favorite Spoon song. All right, all right, Jen. What what you got? What does this song remind you of? Josh, I already told you that it reminds me of Brandon Boyd's band. Oh, yeah, that's why I forgot. Because <laughs> Incubus is so forgettable. Um, <laughs> it's the band of Brandon Boyd, as you would know. I'm not going to say Incubus. <laughs> I, I do know who the band is, and I remember people talking about, you know, I mean, they're around our age, Jennifer, so, like, they, you know, people thought that guy not, was hot, right? How did you not like Incubus? I honestly don't know if I've ever heard them. I, I just I just remember girls that our age used to talk about them a lot, and I, I just okay. never listened to them. It wasn't just girls. Um. <laughs> okay, well, moving on from Incubus. Uh, under the influence for me, of the ones I mentioned, like, uh, again, this goes back to the producer, like, moving forward. It's a little, there's, it's got some, Lord Huron has some stuff that has this vibe, mm-hmm. specifically. And this song could be on a Tame Impala album, LCD Sound System. And obviously, it was influenced most by Dr. Dre, la di da di da But would any of us it, have put that together without reading it? No. No, no, no. But speaking of Dr. Dre, why don't we... Slip under the covers. Jennifer, will you join us once again under the covers this week? Sure. Excellent. I, and I always get consent. Just want everybody to know that. Um, That's great. <laughs> Love to Jennifer, hear. did you listen to any covers of this song? I didn't. I, that, I actually forgot that this was a bit, and I would have tried <laughs> to find one. Has anyone covered the no, song you besides you? You would have had a hard time. You? Yeah, there, there's not, there's not that I'm just many. excited Neil, about you covering the song. And I'm excited uh, for your excitement. Yeah, it um, makes me want to also do a cover of the song just to, just to challenge it. I, I would love that. We would love that. We would have a, we, we could have a, a vote off mm-hmm. on, on who did it better, who wore <laughs> it better. PGR poll. I'd be like, I'm naked playing the harp. <laughs> <laughs> that wins. Nobody wants to see me naked playing the no harp. No one I'll wants to much. see me play the harp. <laughs> Neil, 
Did you hear yeah. any covers? Um, well, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to find any, but I did find one on YouTube. Mark Adams did an acoustic version. Sounded really cool. Only 700 and it's so 749 views. Let's, uh, let's get that up. <laughs> oh, no, Mark. It's, it's a little too coffee shop. No, but yeah, but it sounds good. I'm not going to play it again. But I, I wasn't mad at okay. it. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad. And okay. then there's a couple remixes. I listened to one that the Strokes drummer did, which was pretty cool. Fab Moretti. Um, oh, Fabrizio. That's cool. And then I listened to some other songs called Inside Out because there was no real covers. And the, oh the only God. good one was Phil Collins. It was just classic Phil. It was great. Because it was. Oh my God! Wait, there's so many. Inside Out. Yes. <laughs> Boy, you turn me. Yes. That song? <laughs> That's it. But wait, there's also a song called Inside Out that was popular. Jennifer, you're going to know this song, Neil. I don't know if you are. By the, this band called Eve Six. Mm. And it's like, it's called Inside Out. And he's like, I will follow my pride. I will so go for the a ride. And the lack thereof will leave me empty inside. <laughs> oh Swallow my doubt. Turn it inside out. I'm nothing but faith in nothing. Oh my God. Something for the tender. Hard in a blender. Okay, Watch okay. Spin around to a beautiful oblivion. Rendezvous. Yeah, yeah. Get, get the hook. Get the hook. <laughs> um. Uh, there is one Justin Vernon of Bon Iver did did it mm. solo on a piano, but it's like Ooh. it's too much Justin Vernon, mm. like too reverby and like loud and kind of almost abrasive at how loud and and slow and Justin Verney it is. Vernon-y. Vernon-y. Vernani. 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 It's it's Vernani. It's got too much Vernani. Um, <laughs> There's nothing worse than reverb. In my opinion. Oh, no. There's nothing worse than auto-tune in a microphone. Okay. That's, you're right. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's time for the how does the shoe fit segment of the podcast. I'm going to say that this fits like bare feet in a bathing suit and like hot concrete around a swimming pool in cool water in the swimming pool. Hot concrete. My hot concrete. Yeah, 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 where it's like it's not so hot that like you can't stand on it, but like it's like there's a little burn. Well, there, and then you just cool yeah. off of the. Pool. Yeah, I'll, I'll join you there. I'm barefoot, but I have my feet in one of those like little foot baths you can buy. Are fish biting off your dead skin? No, not fish. Just salt. It's just a little foot salt bath. I'm washing my own feet. Ah, you got to do it. Uh, okay, <laughs> J- Jen, what what you got? I don't know. Um. I don't want to offend you, but don't. um, then don't. Sort of. No, no, I mean, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I don't care. I don't get offended. It's sort easily. of to me is like um, like if you're trying to calm down after a long night of dancing and your shoes were too small, and and you're sitting there and you're like, oh no, I did it again, and and your shoes definitely bruised your two big toes, and you know that. <laughs> You're gonna lose those two big toes, toenails. <laughs> You're gonna toenails. lose the exact toe. Not the whole toe, the toenail. <laughs> Did you also get frostbite while you were dancing? You got gangrene. You got frostbite. <laughs> I mean, you definitely were in the Civil War. You you lost your boots it, it and your militia. You a, what was that like? I used to get these bruises on the back of my heel. What were those called? Is that a stone bruise? Yes, stone bruise. That is the most old man thing you've ever... Like, are you about to talk about your gout after this? I used to get those when I was a kid all the time. <laughs> is that Mom- like a calcified bruise? Uh, maybe. Neil, stone bruise? No, no stone bruises. I was just going to go off 
Jen's uh, shoes are a little too tight. They don't quite fit. And I don't know who said it. I wish I could quote, but uh, I read it somewhere. One of my favorite Spoon quotes was like, Spoon is a band, like if you left your apartment and came back and everything in your apartment was moved two inches to the left. (laughs) (laughs) It would throw off the feng shui. (laughs) Or, Or now it's just right. Or maybe now it's organized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, if if you were dancing all night and you took your shoes off at the end of the night, and then you took your socks off and they were sw- they were really wet, so you had to some turn them inside out. Damn, holy rollers! Okay, were what would to turn? <laughs> oh, there, there you go. Inside out. Yeah, and you had the to... socks you turn me. <laughs> this is not the Phil Collins Inside Out, Jen. Okay. Sorry. I think that, I think she's singing a different song. Can I go to the bathroom? We're, we're, and on that note, <laughs> you were, <laughs> and on that note, our cover of Spoons, <laughs> Inside Out.
time for holy rollers mm, There's only you and me They do not make me The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond and Neil Marsh. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Jennifer's week. So, Jennifer, what will we be discussing? This will be our year by the zombies. Can't wait! <laughs>